0: Hey Calvary family, this is Pastor Michael Grove here on the Bible Reading app. Today is March 6th and we are continuing reading through the Bible in a year. And here we are in the second day of reading in the book of Nehemiah. And today we will be starting in chapter 5. So open your Bible. If you're driving or running or working out or something where you can't open your Bible, then just listen along as I read it and let me speak this over you. But here we go, starting in Nehemiah chapter 5. Now the men and their wives raised a great outcry against their fellow Jews. Some were saying, We and our sons and daughters are numerous. In order for us to eat and stay alive, we must get grain. Others were saying, We are mortgaging our fields, our vineyards, and our homes to get grain during the famine. Still others were saying, we have had to borrow money to pay the king's taxes on our fields and vineyards. Although we are of the same flesh and blood as our fellow Jews, and though our children are as good as theirs, and yet we have to subject our sons and daughters to slavery. Some of our daughters have already been enslaved, but we are powerless because our fields and our vineyards belong to others. When I heard their outcry in these charges, I was very angry." I pondered them in my mind and then accused the nobles and officials. I told them, You are charging your own people interest. So I called together a large meeting to deal with them and said, As far as possible, we have brought back our fellow Jews who were sold to the Gentiles. Now you are selling your own people only for them to be sold back to us. They kept quiet because they could find nothing to say. So I continued, What you are doing is not right. Shouldn't you walk in the fear of our God to avoid the reproach of our Gentile enemies? I and my brothers and my men are also lending the people money and grain. But let us stop charging interest. Give back to them immediately their fields, vineyards, olive groves, and houses, and also the interest you are charging them, one percent of the money, grain, new wine, and olive oil. We will give it back, they said and we will not demand anything more from them. We will do as you say. Then I summoned the priests and made the nobles and officials take an oath to do what they had promised. I also shook out the folds of my robe and said, In this way may God shake out of their house and possessions anyone who does not keep this promise, so may such a person be shaken out and emptied. At this the whole assembly said, Amen. And praised the Lord, and the people did as they had promised. Moreover, from the twentieth year of King Artaxerxes, when I was appointed to be their governor in the land of Judah, until his thirty-second year, twelve years, neither I nor my brothers ate the food allotted to the governor. But the earlier governors, those preceding me, placed a heavy burden on the people and took forty shekels of silver from them in addition to food and wine. Their assistants also lorded it over the people. But out of reverence for God, I did not act like that. Instead, I devoted myself to the work on this wall. All my men were assembled there for the work. We did not acquire any land. Furthermore, 150 Jews and officials ate at my table, as well as those who came to us from the surrounding nations. Each day, one ox, six choice sheep, and some poultry were prepared for me, and every ten days an abundant supply of wine of all kinds. In spite of all this, I never demanded the food allotted to the governor, but the demands were heavy on these people. Remember me with favor, my God, for all I have done for these people. Nehemiah chapter 6 When word came from Samballot, Tobiah, Geshem the Arab and the rest of our enemies that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it, though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates. Sam Ballett and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the villages on the plain of Ono. But they were scheming to harm me, so I sent messengers to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? Four times they sent me the same message, and each time I gave them the same answer. Then the fifth time, Sanballat sent his aid to me with the same message, and in his hand was an unsealed letter in which was written, It is reported among the nations, and Geshem says it is true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king and have even appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king, so come, let us meet together. I sent him this reply, Nothing like what you are saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. They were all trying to frighten us, thinking, Their hands will get too weak for the work, and it will not be completed. But I prayed, now strengthen my hands. One day I went to the house of Shemaiah son of Deliah, the son of Mehetabel, who was shut in at his home. He said, let us meet in the house of God, inside the temple, and let us close the doors, because men are coming to kill you. By night they are coming to kill you. But I said, should a man like me run away? Or should someone like me go into the temple to save his life? I will not go. I realize that God had not sent him, but that he had prophesied against me because Tobiah and Samballot had hired him. He had been hired to intimidate me so that I would commit a sin by doing this. And then they would give me a bad name to discredit me. Remember Tobiah and Samballot, my God, because of what they have done, Remember also the prophet Noadiah and how she and the rest of the prophets have been trying to intimidate me. So the wall was completed on the 25th of Elu in 52 days. When all our enemies heard about this, all the surrounding nations were afraid and lost their self-confidence because they realized that this work had been done with the help of our God. Also, in those days, the nobles of Judah were sending many letters to Tobiah, and replies from Tobiah kept coming to them. For many in Judah were under oath to him, since he was son-in-law to Shechaniah, son of Era, and his son Jehohana had married the daughter of Meshulam, son of Berechiah. Moreover, they kept reporting to me his good deeds and then telling him what I said, and Tobiah sent letters to intimidate me. Nehemiah chapter 7 After the wall had been rebuilt, and I had set the doors in place, the gatekeepers, the musicians, and the Levites were appointed. I put in charge of Jerusalem my brother Hanani, along with Hananiah, the commander of the citadel, because he was a man of integrity and feared God more than most people do. I said to them, The gates of Jerusalem are not to be opened until the sun is hot. While the gatekeepers are still on duty, have them shut the doors and bar them. Also, appoint residents of Jerusalem as guards, some at their posts, and some near their own houses. Now the city was large and spacious, but there were few people in it, and the houses had not yet been rebuilt. So my God put it into my heart to assemble the nobles, the officials, and the common people for registration by families. I found the genealogical record of those who had been the first to return. This is what I found written there. These are the people of the province, who came up from captivity of the exiles whom Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, had taken captive. They returned to Jerusalem and Judah, each to his own town, in company with Zerubbabel, Joshua, Nehemiah, Azariah, Rehemiah, Nehemiah, Mordecai, Bilshan, Mispereth, Bigvi, Nahum, and Baana, the list of the men of Israel the descendants of Perosh, 2,172, of Shephetiah, 372, of Ara, 652, of Peath, Moab, through the line of Jeshua and Joab, 2,818, of Elam, 1,254, of Zatu, 845, of Zekai, 760, of Binuai. Six hundred and forty eight of Bebai, six hundred and twenty eight of Asgad, two thousand three hundred and twenty two of Adonicam, six hundred and sixty seven of Bigvai, two thousand and sixty seven of Aden, six hundred and fifty five of Atter through Hezekiah, ninety eight of Hashum, three hundred and twenty eight of Bezai, three hundred and twenty four of Harif 112, of Gibeon 95, the men of Bethlehem and Netopha 188, of Anathoth 128, of Beth-Azmaveth 42, of Kiriath-Jerim, Kephira and Birath 743, of Ramah and Geba 621, of Michmash 122, Of Bethel and I, 123. Of the other, Nebo, 52. Of the other, Elam, 1254. Of Haram, 320. Of Jericho, 345. Of Lod, Hadid, and Ono, 721. Of Sinea, 3930. The priests, the descendants of Jediah through the family of Jeshua, 973 of Aimer, 1,052, of Pesher, 1,247, of Harem, 1,017, the Levites, the descendants of Jeshua, through Kadmiel, through the line of Hadoviah, 74, the musicians, the descendants of Asaph, 148, the gatekeepers, the descendants of Shalom, Eter, Talman, Akub, Hatita, and Shobai, 138. The temple servants, the descendants of Zihah, Hasufa, Tabeoth, Kiros, Sia, Padan, Lebanon, Hagaba, Shalmai, Hanan, Gidel, Gehar, Ria'iah, Rezin, Nakoda, Gazam, Uza, Pasea, Besai, Meunim, Nefusim, Bakbuk, Hakufa, Harher, Bezluth, Mehida, Harsha, Barkos, Caesarea, Tama, Naziah, and Hatifa, the descendants of the servants of Solomon, the descendants of Sotai, Sophareth, Perida, Jaela, Darkan, Gidel, Shephatiah, Hattil, Pokhareth, Hazabam, and Ammon, the temple servants and the descendants of the servants of Solomon, 392. The following came up from the towns of Talmela, Talharsha, Karub, Adon, and Amur, but they could not show that their families were descendants from Israel, the descendants of Delaiah, Tobiah, and Nakoda, 642, and from among the priests, the descendants of Hobeiah, Hekaz, and Barzillai, a man who had married a daughter of Barzillai, the Gileadite, and was called by that name. These searched for their family records, but they could not find them and so were excluded from the priesthood as unclean. The governor, therefore, ordered them not to eat any of the most sacred food until there should be a priest ministering with the Urim and the Thummim. The whole company numbered 42,360, besides their 7,337 male and female slaves, and they also had 245 male and female singers. There were 736 horses, 245 mules, 435 camels, and 6,720 donkeys. Some of the heads of the families contributed to the work. The governor gave to the treasury 1,000 derricks of gold, 50 bowls, and 530 garments for priests. Some of the heads of the families gave to the treasury for the work 20,000 derricks of gold, and 2,200 minas of silver. The total given by the rest of the people was 20,000 derricks of gold, 2,000 minas of silver, and 67 garments for the priests. The priests, the Levites, the gatekeepers, the musicians, and the temple servants, along with certain of the people and the rest of the Israelites, settled in their own towns when the seventh month came and the Israelites had settled in their towns." This concludes the reading for today. Let me give you a few thoughts as we end our time together. So I'm reading from the New International Version, and it almost feels like Nehemiah 7 ends mid-sentence. In fact, if you look at the NIV or many of the other translations, it actually does cut off in the middle of a sentence. First of all, remember that Nehemiah was originally written without chapters and verses. It was written as a memoir of the rebuilding process in what was happening to Jerusalem in the Israelites. So it was written without chapters and verses. And then somewhere in the 1400 AD, the Jews divided Nehemiah into chapters and verses. This was to help them reference various writings about different times and events. The prophets and the books of history are a little easier to divide because they center around pretty big historical events that are significant in the shaping of Israel. This section in particular is interesting. We saw the rebuilding of the city walls. Israel was coming together and showing that they were becoming a people, a nation set apart to serve and honor God once again. And the first thing that needed to happen, they needed to rebuild the wall to keep foreign influences from destroying them. It's funny to watch that even as they tried doing that, other nations were coming against them, trying to destroy them. But they worked hard and finished the wall in record time. Because the first thing we need to do is rebuild a division, a space that says we won't allow these influences of social pressure to control and dictate who we should be. And this, Nehemiah said, he would not stop for anything. In fact, he told Sam Ballot that he would not come down because he was doing a good work. Listen, it is a good work that we rebuild a separate purity in our homes and in our community of believers. What do I mean by this? We must rebuild a standard of holiness that isn't influenced by social pressures and ideological viewpoints. If we are to be set apart for the Lord, we must be free from influences that differ than God's desire for us. But this still doesn't answer the mid-sentence ending to chapter 7. For those who divided these chapters, this was a way of saying that what took place leading up to chapter 8 is a precursor of what is about to happen next. In other words, you cannot accomplish what happens in chapter 8 without what happened in the previous chapters. Tomorrow, we will read what happened next, but in order to understand why the people respond and are able to adjust in tomorrow's reading, understand that it only happened by each household doing the work to stand strong and finish separating themselves from outside influences. Listen, if we are going to see revival in the church today, it must start with each family removing outside influences from their lives. We must separate ourselves from the things that are not of God. Place guardrails around your home and then put them in your life. And as you do, we will be ready to take the next step into the presence of the Lord. Listen, that's all the time we have for today, but I want to end in a special way. I want to pray for each of your households, whether you're single, married, have kids, don't have any kids, live in multi-generational homes. It doesn't matter. The truth is the same for all of us. We must be people who live in homes that have put a wall around us that says, I will not let the influences of other nations in beliefs tear down my home. So today, I want to end by praying over you. This is a prayer of blessing, but a prayer of purity as well. Father God, I just ask for my friends. Lord, will you help us be your people? Will you separate us from the things of this world that are meant to tear us down? God, will you put your Holy Spirit in a place that helps us guard and protect the things that you are trying to do in our lives? God, give us purity, give us holiness, and help us to maintain that by pursuing your presence and being your holy people again. We love you, God, and I thank you for this. Amen. Listen, spend the day asking God to help you build walls around your home, your family, your friends, the people of God, that we would be a holy people, not influenced by the rest of the world. That's all the time we have for today. I love you, and God bless.